I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite YouTube rabbit hole? Uh, Lately, it's been stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And comedic podcasts that are on YouTube. Do you often laugh out loud at new new stuff that you find? Uh, lately, I have been. Like, yeah, I think because, I mean, if you just follow what's released, even on, like, all the streaming services and stuff, it, it's still, like, so little of the good comedy that's out there. Even though it is, like, high quality and great, like, stand-ups and specials that are coming out or, like, comedy shows and stuff, it's still, like, so slow compared to, I mean, just comedy podcasts that happen almost every day of the week. Somebody's releasing something, and, you know, if you're, the broader your comedy humor is, the the more options you have, et cetera, et cetera. It's overwhelming, man. There's so many. It is. So many good it really comics is. So many good podcasts. I kind of, um... Yeah, I, I kind of binge based off of the guests. And so, like, you know, you, you'll Google for a particular comic and then, it'll, like, it'll show what YouTube uh, released podcasts that comic has been on. And you just kind of, like, watch the more recent ones. I mean, that, that's just what I've been doing. I mean, that's kind of like the rabbit hole I've been in. I um, My favorite rabbit hole recently has been chiropractic videos. I think we talked about that. Oh, but... yeah, just the pop-in? Yeah, the pop in and also just like I love I'm a huge sucker for the ones that they go in and they're feeling horrible. They can barely walk. Mm -hmm. And then after a few big cracks, they're like jumping all around and they're crying and everything's like I have no idea if it's even real. You know, I would not be at all surprised (laughs) if all these people were actors, but it just makes me happy. I love that crap. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like chiropractor chiropractic appointments i guess have helped me in the past i mean currently it's helped me a ton with some of my back issues that are happening right now and Mm -hmm. i'm still trying to address it and whatever but it's it's much better than it was the last time we recorded whenever the fuck that was are you are you back at it are you lifting again yet uh not not heavy not like that but i mean i'm doing accessory work and core basically nice I'm in yeah. I'm in week three of building the monolith now and I was squatting yesterday and my left knee just like freaked out and started hurting really bad. <laughs> um, and so I sent form videos to uh, or a form video to Joe and Evan at, at at my job. I think I've mentioned both of them before. Like they're like my yeah. my lifting gurus. Um I think they actually both both listen. Uh but yeah, they told they were like, you know, this is wrong and this is wrong and that's wrong and you shouldn't do that and you should do this and it was just like <laughs> my form is just garbage, man. <laughs> it's real bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna try um, and get it working again. Yeah, and I mean I noticed just from I mean getting injured and lifting heavier, the the more the more weight that's on the bar as I squat, the more I realize what I'm doing wrong. Because you can, I mean, yeah. you can feel it almost immediately, right? Like, I mean, if you if you slip a disc, I I, I haven't done that, but I would assume that like that pain would happen immediately. Like I, uh, you know, I'm squatting 200 pounds and I tweak my back just a little. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely something. I'm going to feel that. Yeah. That's not good. You know, you're like, whenever this like adrenaline that's pumping through my veins right now is, is done or, you know, whatever the fuck is making me ignore that pain. Uh, 
Yeah, my um, brother-in-law um, signed up to do a half marathon with me next month. He's like, he's working up to it. He's never run, I think, eight miles is more than eight miles which one? before. Uh, Andy and oh, okay. um, That's something, the prankster, right? Yeah, the prankster and something went batty with his back. Like all of a sudden, last week or something, he suddenly just could barely move. Um, and so he went to a chiropractor and they took x-rays and stuff and they're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're all screwed up. <laughs> like you're like really close to needing surgery right now. He has to go to that chiropractor three times a week and our chiropractors not on like not insured or like, how does that work? Because he's, he's having it to pay depends. a ton of money. It's depending, it depends. It's the your insurance. Cause like, it's still one of those things that like is, uh, what was it like considered an alternative to Western medicine? So, oh like, Yeah. Yeah, so it's still it's still in like this weird limbo and some and stuff. I mean, I've I currently pay out of pocket, even though I think my insurance is covered. But it's it it was just cheaper at the time. Like I was was like, yeah, it's it's much cheaper just for me to give you the cash, and then I don't have to worry about like billing, explanation of billing, make sure everything gets processed correctly and then if it doesn't then i have to prove that it was a medical expense and how do i do that when you know the bill was charged to the place and to chiropractic in it like it's just like what everybody just yeah i always feel like everybody just assumes you're running a scam as soon as you use insurance and then you just yeah. have to prove that you're not scamming them every transaction and it's fucking I, yeah oh yeah yeah speaking of scams by the way have you ever seen that video or it's like a call recording of a guy who called Verizon and was trying to tell them that 0.002 cents is not the same thing as 0. 0.002 dollars. Does that ring any bells? No, I don't remember that. Oh, God. It's like it's 30 minutes long. I have to link it in the show notes or something. But like these people are just so dumb. And the guy is like he's being so patient and trying. So what happened is he got quoted 0. 0.002 cents per kilobyte, which is really cheap. Um, but they actually charged him 0. $0.002 per kilobyte. And he called and he's like trying to explain that those are not the same thing. And they just, <laughs> they could not understand. And he was trying, he was like, okay, is $1 the same as one cent? Is half a dollar the same as half a cent? And he's like, you know, imagine if I told you I'd give you 20,000 for your car and then I brought 20,000 pennies, you know, like that. Like he tried so many different approaches and they just couldn't get it and they were getting mad at him. And you, it's, it's horrible, but it's a full half hour and you're just like screaming at it. I watched it yesterday and forced my team to watch it. And it's just, we were all like, this is the worst thing ever. But um, back to chiropractors, if you went to a doctor and got referred to a physical therapist, would that have a lot of the same benefit and that would be fully insured? Uh, I think it's slightly different, but yes, I I do think like, um, especially if you have, I mean, we're we're talking medical benefits now, but um, especially if you have like an HSA and stuff that you already contribute to, like, uh, I mean, if you if you want to talk to somebody that's really good about this, is Blooms. They like he he set it up so that I mean he he was contributing to HSA off of his you know paycheck before like directly before it came to him, and then uh, they basically set up the auto pay of the HSA to the, that was referred to by their PCP, and then he like would go every week. Like it just worked out that way that like they budgeted it so that it would it would like. He could go every week and repair like all the shit that he was. Nice that yeah, because he had back back stuff for a while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like hip stuff. I mean, like everything I'm fucking going through is gonna be hip related and you know hamstring related and shit just from sitting for so many years. Yeah. What's going on with you besides that? Anything new? Haven't had one of these in one and a half weeks now. 
Yeah, how long has it been? Um, it's Friday before last, I think. I mean, I started boxing again, but I haven't started lifting. So, I mean, I've been I've been riding that line of stupidity a little bit, where like you know, it's it's sore. Like I, I have the the messed up foot, and I was like, oh, let's test it out. And I went boxing on I think it was Wednesday or Thursday in the morning, and then uh, I felt. I felt like really good afterwards, like for the rest of the day. And then the next day I was kind of hobbling again, like all, all, all the same stuff that flared up a little bit, but then I like just treated it, kept my foot up and iced it and stuff and you know stretched a bunch. And then I went and boxed again on Sunday. And how's it now? I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I have like a, I have like a chiropractor appointment coming up this week and I'm, I'm going to reach out to, um, a massage therapist and uh i'm reaching out to yoga studios to try and get like a um private session going i i i think that's that's the, my way into yoga i, I think i kind of talked about a this one-on-one or, yoga session yeah 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 yeah, like, like, yeah. Where, I, where i have to pay some amount where i'm just like oh god why did i pay this and you're like i i don't want to avoid it because it's more money than it, it makes more sense to actually attend it and than to like skip and pay that money yeah it's like a yeah it's like a personal trainer yeah, you're yeah. paying just for them so you better go oh, that's cool well, man well also i like one-on-one training a lot because i get to ask all a lot of stupid questions because nobody else is around i'm like i don't <laughs> mind being dumb with one person that's fine yeah that is true man i i joined i, I might have told you i joined a gym like a month ago or something a few weeks back yeah and i've been going to a few classes week. yeah and um where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. If I do the the pump classes where, you know, it's like a lot of lifts and compound lifts and just like dumbbells and stuff, um, then I don't know what the crap I'm doing a lot of the time. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody in there has been going there for months or whatever, and they just know what's next and like how to do the combinations and stuff. And I'm just looking around. and like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pretend, you know, and if it was just yeah. the teacher, I'd be like, OK, now I don't know what's going on. Well, yeah, and especially, especially in yoga, and I mean, I'm a big dude, and I have balance problems and stuff, so, like, it's just, I, I know for a fact that I would go for it, and it's like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, that that's how I exclaim things when I'm, like, when I'm falling over or whatever, is like, I just curse really loudly, like, oh, fuck, you know, and so, like, you know, it's a giant room full of people, and it's like, okay, we're gonna do whatever, whatever, and we're like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, the thunk. Yeah, in like a calm yoga environment, everybody's relaxed and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that that's so reactionary too. Like, so it, like maybe I could hold back a couple of them, but you know, yeah, like you a couple can't spells. Yeah, oh, man, I'd pay good money for a video of that happening. Oh, man. No thanks. <laughs> I had to do some like range of motion videos for when I did the nerd um, fitness thing, like the online trainer stuff. That like just recording that was painful. It was really do need to work out what do you mean like you had to like stretches yeah yeah you had to like i i used the tripod thingy that i have for the phone to like record my squats and like ah uh, yeah just different stretches or exercises like a lunge and whatnot to see and of course everybody's just like oh you know your hamstrings are pretty short and you know your fucking hips are you know, bad mobility in your hips and oh shit I'm a giant dude that sits all day. And fucking yes, that's how that works. I, I came sucks. to you like that was part of like my descript my initial description is just like, hey, you know, sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> I need to change this around. Like, oh, well, I'm so happy this expert's here to tell me exactly what I told them in the initial email. Mm-hmm. That um, 
when I took psychology in college, dude said like the the professor said one time he had back issue and he he knows all he studied all this stuff like he's a professor you know he knows everything about the body whatever he was like i he said he went to the doctor and said i'm having uh pain and it's like related to the the joint between t3 and t4 or something like i know that it is and they're like well i gotta run all these tests and you know confirm that and i i mean i'm gonna make sure it's really hard to tell and then like after like three weeks of tests they came back and said well you're having problems between t3 and t4 <laughs> he's like yeah i know I told you that, but they can't, I'd be they so can't trust you, man. I'd be so pissed, man. I mean, I do I finally get moved that stuff. I finally moved um, the gym into the garage. I got a garage gym now. Yeah, did you move everything like out? You. Like, do you have like even your dumbbells? Or do you not have any like dumbbells or anything in your office? Oh yeah, we went buck wild. So I'm actually my office moved too. We our plan was to have. Wait, where the boys. are you right now? I'm my new office is in the nursery, the former nursery downstairs so jj's old room yeah and jj and william moved into charlie's old room charlie moved into my old office henry moved into my to william's old room so everybody got new rooms basically it was like mass chaos this past weekend we were moving everything just like yeah, so furniture everywhere you look i imagine jj and william sharing a room is just william screaming at the top of his head nonstop. so far it's still new it's only been two days and they're still like in the excitement phase of it but okay. yeah, it, it's not going to take long before they hate it, and they haven't realized that yet. The sharing room actually oh, pretty yeah. much sucks, you know. Yeah. But right now they're just like, "Yeah, I don't have to fall asleep by myself anymore." True, there is that. They're like yeah. throwing Beanie Babies back and forth across the room <laughs> on their beds because they have like the tall beds with you know like a desk underneath and stuff, like a loft okay. bed or whatever. So yeah. They're, yeah, they're way up high. Um, but the downside is, so it's actually awesome in like every way because William and Thomas go to sleep at the same time. We can just put them to bed together and whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, now I'm downstairs. So Tucker doesn't have to try and go upstairs cause he keeps falling down the stairs and hurting himself. But the downside is that this door doesn't have a lock and Ooh. I've come to rely a lot on that lock on <laughs> during like meetings and stuff. Cause I hear them like trying to open the door, you know, yeah, they can't, yeah. the sucker's locked. They even put weights in front of it sometimes so that if they pick the lock, they can't. <laughs> Yeah, you're um, gonna have to put uh, a a door wedge under there or something. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying the strategy of like, okay, this is a new office, has no lock, nobody better open it, you know, unless it's mm -hmm. mom. And it's been a day and a half, and we're good so far. But it's only a matter of time until I'm like doing some big presentation to you know a bunch of important people, and Thomas yeah, runs in be... here screaming like I have poop or something. It's gonna be meeting your new like boss for your new job or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna happen. He's gonna come in with like shit in his hand and be like, "Dad, smell!" <laughs> like, oh god, I'll slam my laptop shut really fast. <laughs> but the garage gym is dope. I'm super excited about that. I got way more space to do stuff now. Yeah. So is it is it one car carport garage or is it a two carport garage? It's two. Um, and you're using up like the whole thing yeah it's pretty much pretty much wide open with the workout stuff the power rack and all that and then i also have a desk in there so i can like bring in my computer and work and work out at the same time did you get any horse mats or anything no that's the next thing i need to do that i haven't done deadlifts in there yet but i'm worried about that even though i you know i'm not lifting like super heavy or anything they're not too expensive i mean you just need a spot for them right not, not like to cover the whole thing would it go on either side of the power rack not like in the middle because that's where the weights hit on either side. Oh, yeah, them. I guess if you wanted to do it that way. I mean, I guess you would. I would think because, I mean, the, the ones we have are four by six. So, I mean, they're pretty, 
massive. Do you um, get them at like a horse supply store or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we got them from like some sort of feed store around here. Horse mats. They weren't got they weren't em. too bad either. Uh, but we got the I think it's like three quarters of an inch width. Is it squishy? It's very firm, but still okay. based them give. Like like the the weights. So like uh, I mean the last time I deadlift was and like I dropped it and like it didn't bounce, but you could you know it's it's a small. It rattles the bar, yeah. and the weights and stuff. It makes a giant noise. So, but like, would you not want to stand on that stuff for like doing squats? No, you would. You would. It, it's firm enough okay. for for squats and deadlifts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, right, cool. I I, I was lifting barefoot. Well, I guess I did hurt my foot, so I don't know. At your own risk. No, think, I mean, I I think I think lifting barefoot and stuff has helped a ton. Do you think it would be possible for someone to get swole using only a single fitness band? Yeah, because you could do calisthenics, right? I mean, you could do it. I mean, yeah, that, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's like a, a theme of people, and they get fucking ripped. I mean, it's usually like a or more quote unquote tonal ripped instead of like a bulky ripped. But yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. Like, if they're if it's a good strong band, I mean, you can still do bench press and deadlift and overhead press and all that, all those types of movements. Yeah. Which is a band. I don't know. That's just like a, I'm. I'm curious if that's if anybody's ever done that because there's mad cheap and they take up zero space and you can do it anywhere. You can just, like if you travel a lot, you can just keep it with you. Yeah, I think um, I am moving forward with focusing using a kettlebell and then using a barbell secondary. Do you have different weights of kettlebells? Uh, yeah, I have, I have three that are just different weights, but. I will have to buy a a second one. I think uh, buy like a second point five pound weight, and then do like single and double with that. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, one for each hand for some of the stuff, and then other ones use the single dumbbell, not dumbbell. So I've never. I don't think I've ever really no kettlebell. Which that's what we're talking about. I don't think I've (laughs) ever really understood kettlebells. Like, I mean, I get kettlebell swing. I get that one movement, and why that's not the same with dumbbells. But everything mm-hmm. else I see people doing with kettlebells, it just looks like it's basically the same thing as dumbbells, and dumbbells are adjustable. And I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's just an alternate way of doing it. And I mean, I think you can do almost everything. Like, you can do, you can mimic the Olympic lifts with, with dumbbells as well. Because I know you can do, like, dumbbell snatches and stuff. But, like, why um, like why do you prefer dumbbells? Uh, kettlebells? Yeah, yeah, kettlebells. I don't know. I, I enjoy them. I enjoy, like, trying to handle like 25 pounds and fucking flipping it around and stuff and like there's wrist movements and like forearm movements and stuff in it Mm. to like control it and you get into like more of a flow with your body so it's like using a bunch of things and the whole idea moving forward is kind of mobility i guess i I hear you yeah that actually makes sense probably build a lot more forearm strength i bet i well i also you also don't have to go super heavy (laughs) To get like a huge workout with it because you know it's like but not not acrobatic but um what was what, what the word that i'm looking for aerobics I don't know. there's like some of that in it because you're like you do like combinations and stuff oh i see okay yeah you mean like you're you're having like you're gassed yeah yeah, yeah. there's like a cardio aspect to it as well or it can be as well as a heavy lift but have you ever seen like any like those can those dudes with those crazy kettlebell flows that just like whip it around 
No, the kettlebell Dude, flow. It's, Should I it's look pretty nuts. Up? Yeah, yeah, it's just like uh, heavy kettlebell flow. It's they're they're pretty crazy. See it once in a while when I'm scrolling. Heavy. Oh, an intermediate kettlebell flow workout. What is kettlebell? Oh, heavy full body. No, yeah, I don't see a lot of flow stuff. Oh. Oh, is it like you do a bunch of different movements one after the All other? All together. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're okay. like a complex or whatever. Like they, it's like Ooh. yeah, they do some. It looks pretty fucking gnarly. But yeah, um, I found one. But this... another one, yeah, and imagine some of these dudes are doing it with, like, fucking 60 pounds. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Christ. And, you, you know, it, it's not like this giant object. It's like this basketball size around 60 pounds. So, like, when you get up to that high, uh, you can feel kind of rewarding. But kind of on the same note, um, I was talking about those maces. Have you ever seen those? Or even those, like, um, clubs, the weighted clubs. Or the weighted, weighted maces. Club? Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Those, those things are weighted club. pretty cool, too. Whoa. Steel. Yeah, these look like straight-up weapons. Weighted club looks like a bowling pin. Yeah, yeah. But, like, all those things force you to use, like, your wrists, your elbows, your forearms, you know, your shoulders when you use them. So it it, it just seems like a, an interesting way to exercise. You know, like different movements and stuff. Mm. I mean, I and this is all just me like future tripping or just thinking about what could kind of be fun to do and stuff. And like just picking up a mace and doing like a 10 minute thing and just being like, okay, that's it. And then you like go on with the rest of your day and then come back and do like some kettlebell hit thing for 20 minutes. Like I totally uh, get that. Yeah, this the video I found is seven movement full body kettlebell flow and it's one, yeah, it's just one minute long because he's demonstrating like one per side. But um, it looks like an insane workout for just like a few minutes, especially if you got enough weight. Offset push up, single hand deadlift, single arm row, clean squats, strict press, and snatch, all in like one flow. It's pretty cool. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, and and like I'm saying, like you like those things. You don't have to go heavy. You can like a mace, like a ten pound mace, would be fucking as heavy as I would want to go for learning those movements. Otherwise I would just tear my shoulders and rotator mm. cuffs. Oh uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just ideas I'm coming up with, but I mean, like I, I'm also thinking or still like thinking about doing some sort of rucking as well coming up since like the good weather is coming out and all that. Oh really? Yeah. I was just looking up, go ruck more high challenges. Go ruck challenge. Have you looked at those before? Uh, I saw them because they're aren't they the the brand like they sell their own bag and plates and stuff. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. That would make sense I, though. I think so. I think there's there's like a brand that also does challenges and stuff. But, I mean, I have I have ten pound plates, <laughs> like five pound plates and two point five pound plates. Yeah, you don't need special yeah. stuff for it. Yeah, yeah, choose your so the basic challenge is seven to ten miles. The tough challenge is fifteen to twenty miles, and the heavy is forty plus miles. Is that in one? One run or it's one in, march? It's in, one rock. It just says 24 plus hours, 40 plus miles, oh, 50% completion rate. And you have to you have to carry 30 pounds with you. Oh, it's not a percentage of your body weight? No, if you're under 150 pounds, you carry 20 pounds. And if you're over, you carry 30 pounds. But yeah, I figured like, I mean, I mean, I mentioned, I mentioned it like uh, several episodes ago, I guess, where like I'm going to have to learn 
new habits of going outside again mm-hmm. through through the pandemic and and stuff. I've I've just it's been so easy. What's the safest thing to do? Stay at home. All right. <laughs> awesome. It's like I, I feel like I I was born for this in some ways. Like everything <laughs> prior to the pandemic led to like, all right, you're going to be a shut in for two years. Here we go. It's like comedian. You, you ever listen to Mitch Hedberg much? Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah. Not, yeah. That whole thing recently. about how his, his doctor told him to uh, like he was sick. His doctor told him to drink Gatorade. And he was like, F yeah. He's like, I love Gatorade. <laughs> That's you, man. You're inside. That was me too. Now I feel, I feel like I'm like if if a pandemic was starting right now, then I would be pretty upset because I'm at the phase of my life now where I actually like getting out. But two years ago, I was like, heck yeah, stay home, save money, don't have to deal with people. Yeah, I mean, and and I I've started to make plans to you know, go outside and travel and stuff too. So I finally like learn to love again no um decided to make plans and you know like see more people and stuff and hang out and whatever so it's just interesting you should join that accountability um slack that we created on people wear this dude james i don't think he listens to the podcast but he reached out to me through my blog and he was talking about setting goals and stuff and so i dragged him on the people where now we have an accountability channel and every monday we post your goals for the week and keep each other accountable how cute it's effective. It's not cute. It is baller effectiveness. So adorable. <laughs> You're such a lone wolf, man. I've, I've tried like so many different you angles of trying to get friend. you. I've tried <laughs> every every uh, like I can I can probably think of like five different ways I've tried to become your accountability buddy, and every time you're just like, uh, cute, good try. <laughs> You don't scare me. There's like no intimidation. That that's the thing, right? It's like, what what are you gonna do? You you need your accountability buddy to be to to scare you. You need fear to be the thing that drives you. I I need to at least be convinced to do the thing when I'm I'm not in the mood to do the thing, or I don't I actually don't want to do the thing. More importantly, uh, I see the problem here. It's because What's you're that? a sociopath and you don't care. What people think of you. See, like, here, here. You, when I was growing up, we had this dog named Lulu, and she was a pug. And she was just... And you drowned she, her? She was super cute and all that, and just like, you know, whatever. But she was really bad. And we finally, realized, we finally realized it was because she had no desire for approval. You know, like most dogs, like, they want to make their <laughs> owners happy and stuff. And she just could not care less. And you're like Lulu, man. You just have no... See, for me, it's really effective to have somebody else... That because I want to show up Monday and I want to have done all my stuff, so they'd be like, "Hey, good job." I like I, I crave that, but you couldn't care less if they're like, "Hey, good job," or "Hey, you suck," or "Why did you fail me?" I hope you Are die. we just summarizing like all the other episodes of the podcast that we've? Well, had? it's I, I just made all these connections. That's why an accountability oh, okay. buddy doesn't make doesn't make sense for you. You actually need somebody yeah. who can be like, "If you don't do this, I will hit you." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need somebody that'll just be like, "You're you're not doing anything else until you fucking do this," and be like, "Yeah, fuck you. How are you going to control me?" And then like, you know, I go and t- try to make cereal. They just fucking slap it away from me. <laughs> like, Get in the fucking car! Like fucking make me. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me of a video. And see, it doesn't. The the thing about it is, like, it, it doesn't have to be like that all the time. But I definitely get into that mood. I know that's like maybe not even the worst that it would get. But you know, you got you gotta you gotta know what job you're applying for. <laughs> if you if you ever speaking of slapping cereal, um, I, 
I just telegrammed you. Have you ever seen that before? Sorry, what? It sounded like you skipped. Oh, I just telegrammed you a video. Have you ever seen that video before? You can tell from the screenshot, oh, you probably. Telegrammed me a video. Oh yeah, the Andy up. Kept that fool. Yeah, I fucking love that song so much. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that was like. Me. And yeah, he's just fucking like slamming. He's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he rips his hat off. And... Oh, man, I love it so much. All right, I'm putting that in the show notes and I'm putting that Verizon thing in the show notes too. Yeah, that, that song was such a good, like, amp up song too what was the first mp3 device that you owned and what was the first mp3 you put on it Mm, good question um the first one i owned was about as big as a cd player and i don't remember that one at all because it just felt like a cd player and i barely used it so i'm going to talk about the first one i actually used which was a cube it was like a perfect cube and i would put it in my pocket and it would be like this giant cube in my pocket (laughs) And that's why I got it was because like it was the only one I could find that would fit in my pocket, even though it barely fit and looked really stupid. Are um, you excited or do you have a cube in your pocket? <laughs> I have a cube. <laughs> this is my cube. Do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't remember the first one I put on there, but I remember it came with preloaded with uh, this acoustic guitarist named Tony Kaltenberg. Tony. Yeah, I think that's right. And it, he did it like like toe on your foot and like knee on your leg, like toe knee. Uh, and I still, to this day, sometimes listen to this guy that nobody else in the world has ever heard of <laughs> just because it was on that, uh, that thing. Let me see. What's this? He has this. Do you still keep in contact with Tom from MySpace? Did, have we talked about Tom from MySpace? I don't think so. He's, uh, traveling the world, man. Tom from MySpace. People make fun of Tom from MySpace, but the dude got like, I don't know, like 25 million or something for MySpace. No, I'm making fun of you for just like loving the preloaded thing. What's wrong with Tom from MySpace? What's what? Because he was it. like your first automatic friend on MySpace. Oh, oh. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So he's like, that's pretty good joke. Friend. Yeah. yeah, I get you now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tom from MySpace is traveling the world and he's like a really talented photographer, nature photographer and stuff. And uh, you should check him out on his Instagram actually is Tom from MySpace. I think that's the name of it. Um, anyway, Tony Kaltenberg. He has 21 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I mean, do we have on you? We have zero because we don't have a YouTube. <laughs> um, his album from the year 2000, Spiral Waves, was on there, and I think the the song Stairway to Eleven was my jam. So I almost crashed my brand new car the day that I drove it off the lot because you two started playing on my on my car thing because I used the Apple CarPlay. Uh-huh. And like it was just while I was driving, I was just like, what well, fuck is this? And like I was trying to use the new buttons and the steering wheel and stuff for it, but I was like looking at the steering wheel and not paying attention. It was pretty fun. <laughs> because you were trying to skip it? Yeah, I was trying to stop it. I was just like, what the fuck? Which one's the, you know, turning <laughs> off and on the fucking radar cruise control and shit. Ugh. But yeah. And what do you, uh, do you think you would hate losing your legs or your arms more? My arms, for sure. <laughs> no arms or leg is, is basically how you live for right now, Kevin. You do nothing. <laughs> well, it is one of those things right? that kind of ran through my head. It's like, which one do I need to like make a living? Oh yeah, my, my hands, for sure. Yeah. Unless I learned how to fucking what Dwight it up and type with my toes. 
How about this? If you had to lose one arm or one leg, that one's rough. I mean, I would have to I would have to lose a leg still. It still has to be lower half because I'm I'm weirdly ambidextrous, ambidextrous. Like, so if I lost my left arm, I would have to relearn how to write with my right hand. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's, like, these days you can get a pretty good fake leg. You know, you could probably still run and stuff. Nah. I think I would I think I would call it quits on the whole running thing. <laughs> you just feel but, like, screw you know. it, that's the sign. I'm done. But, yeah, yeah, definitely the uh, prosthetic leg thing. I think, yeah, you know, science and health in that way. All right, so is it time to look at the easy retro? Do you want to? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, yeah, we're 36 minutes in. We're, yeah, we're, we're like, <laughs> so we put out the call for topics on Twitter and on our Slack, and we got two of them. And really, only Mike White is the only person. I'm pretty I can't sure they're both Easy Mike Retro. White. I mean, it's not a huge thing, but it's pretty interesting that Easy Retro retweeted. Like, yeah, I know. I'm like, are they that hungry for for anybody to be using their thing like this? Yeah, we literally have podcast. two topics. We <laughs> we have two topics on our board, and they're like, "Yes, more people should do this." When obviously it's not working too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, audience engagement is about correct, right? With how many yeah. people we actually, dude? I need a new microphone. <laughs> no, I see it. I, I see it slowly lowering in front of you. The stupid air tube bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys. I love that man. It's gradually. It's like it's deflating. Um, I have no idea. Like Mike White didn't tell me these are his, but just this writing style just feels like him to me. <laughs> All right, question one with two votes. Uh, I really want to journal more, but I always feel like it's going to take too much time, or I won't know when to stop, or that what I wrote down was worth writing down. What do? Yeah, that definitely sounds like a Michael White thing. He's definitely a what do type of guy. But yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? It's like every you you kind of have to lean into it and just understand that nothing you write means anything inherently to anyone besides you so you know, once once it's released people are going to have their own interpretations and whatever on what you say well he's talking about journal Didn't i know but it. but journaling that, that's the thing right is like don't let it stop you like just fucking just just write the whole point is just to write it all out at some point it's almost like venting yeah yeah, I um I have mixed feelings about this because like journaling for me was always something that I really wanted to get into and everyone said you need to do this and you know I was like there's I don't know why it's not sticking for me but I tried so many times to make a journaling habit stick and it always just felt like I was wasting my time. It felt like I was like I wanted to be done with it so that I could move on with my day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never because of that I wasn't able to like really give myself to it and get a lot out of it. Um but so that's why I started blogging and that, you know, that serves some of the same purpose, but really not totally, you know, like I've always kind of defended, defended it by saying, if you just journal publicly, then you got a blog and then people keep you accountable and whatever. But like, there's a lot I would say in a journal that I'm not going to say in my blog blogs posts have to like have topics, you know, and be right, be readable and understandable. And you can't just stream of consciousness, write nonsense like you could in a journal. I mean, there's, so there's the that same. whole thing. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I know I, I kind of catch flack a little bit every time I bring him up. But Jordan Peterson, like one of his things is like, uh, what is it? R- writing is processing your thoughts. It's like it's a form of thinking. It's a form of figuring out for yourself kind of thing. So like it, it's a way of forming even new perspectives just alone with your own thoughts and stuff. So like 
uh, and I mean, I've I've been writing journaling esque um, quite a bit lately, more recently. Like, but in for me, it's been more like um, comedic in a sense. Like, mm. I, I feel like what I eventually want to to present in comedy form is some some perspective of truth from my own life in a sense. So there's like, there's like a a therapeutic way to go about it of like remembering how something actually happened and then trying to find the funny in how it happened, you know, and then you just process it and then you go through it and then you're just remembering different details at different times and stuff. You're just, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's an enjoyable thing. And, and in that process, like when you regarding like the time comment of the question is like, uh, I, I just use Google keep currently to just write down like one sentence or like a few words of, of whatever the thought was just to kind of like, I don't know, scroll past it later and then just be like, what the fuck did I mean by this? And then try to remember and then get back into that headspace. And then later when I have more time, try to try to write out in a more elaborate way, what that mm-hmm. thing was or what it meant or what it could mean, or, you know, how you can twist it or manipulate it or make it funny or sad or happy or, I like that about just trying to find the funny and how things happen. Oh, like, does that actually, do you change your mindset about memories and stuff because you force yourself to think in those terms? Like, does it help you to take things less seriously and be less upset about stuff? It, it does make it a lot easier to talk about things, right? But it, like, it's never been hard for me to talk about, like, being abused as a child. But it, it's been hard for people to receive me talking about being abused as oh, a child. yeah. Right. So it's like a different type of thing. So like if I present it in a funny way or like don't directly just, you know, talk about getting my head slammed in glass and stuff, you know, it, it's it you make it less of a of a hit and just more of just kind of like, a, hey, that's not supposed to be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I I guess if I think about myself, I'm I can think of times maybe like five or six times in the past year or so where I just particularly stressed out or you know like I was really anxious about something and I didn't know what and then I would sit down and write it with with the intent of not publishing it just to try and like figure out what it is that I'm feeling yeah. um, and that's always been super helpful and I know that morning pages are a big thing like you wake up and immediately handwrite three pages of the stream of consciousness every morning that's just what you do when you wake up when you're still like kind of in the fog of just woken up and you're not you that know, would take me forever I know the handwriting aspect of it, it kills me because I, I hate handwriting so much. But well, and that much content, like for me to actually like, oh fuck it, and then uh, it'd probably take <laughs> what fifteen take minutes or so, maybe more than that. Three maybe. pages, dude. I I do not write that quick. I can tell you right now. I don't know. It'd be interesting to figure it out. There's no way I'm gonna handwrite anything though. Like I don't care how valuable it is. I'm just I'm not doing it. I can't read it. It hurts my hand. I don't. It's frustrating. I'm but, not. I'm not against it. It helps me with memorizing things. It's like if I have to memorize something for school or whatever, I used to mm, handwrite it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's been times that it's helped me. I don't know. I, I still just constantly feel like I'm missing out because I'm not doing that. Um, well, but I've just never been able to make it stick. It just always feels maybe, like work. Maybe the bigger thing is is your why, right? Like why why are you journaling? Don't you yeah. have to figure that out first? Like, well, um, so here's my why. I have two whys. One is, um, it's like the there's this quote that I'm gonna butcher, but it's like if you if you're thinking but you're not writing, then you only think that you're thinking. 
Like, you know, <laughs> writing is yeah. the writing is thinking. If you're not writing, then you're not actually clarifying your thoughts. Like it's it's super valuable for that. And I've that's definitely been true for me, even in the stupid blog post, you know, like clarifying a thought down to just a, a few sentences really helps me figure out what it is. Um, but the other thing is uh, it's like the idea of getting all of your thoughts out on paper so you can have new thoughts, you know? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're, you're processing a thought. So yeah. You don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, you can just, it's out and it's done and it's stored somewhere and you can just like release it out into, you know, into the world. Yeah, it's like um, a, it's like an actual therapy thing, like therapeutic thing. Not for everyone, of course, but it's how. Therapists make you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the, it's one of the things like uh, back to the Jordan Peterson thing and even in past therapy sessions and stuff, the whole point is to like, to be able to talk about your past traumas so they no longer control you no longer attached to you know Mm, yeah little kid or whatever um so like a a lot of it is you know you find a pain point that's really difficult to talk about and then the assignments to like over the next week write whatever uh, you know how many ever paragraphs words or whatever about this particular thing as much detail as possible and then it forces you to like Try to remember all the things that you can actually remember, which then you also like, oh, well, I didn't remember that correctly, or did I possibly remember that correctly? So then you're, you're even like writing down multiple perspectives on the same thing that's happening and stuff. So you, you and then you, you like bring that and you work with the therapist through that of like, what happened? What's going on? How do you huh. process it, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's only one real method, but also how do you fix something that you don't, you can't even like talk about? Right? How do you how do you achieve a goal that you you don't even see? You can't even like mm-hmm. you, you can't even tell a friend what you're trying to achieve. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. that's an interesting topic too. How can you? Well, does well, that actually well, being, well, I I I have found for myself like the more detail or like I guess the more like nonchalantly I can talk about a topic, the more or like goal, the more I'm like in it the more I'm, I, I'm doing it like, like the writing thing. We, I mean, we've talked back and forth about like Ulysses and I, I forget the other names already, but like there was a yeah, few that were Scrivener. looking back and forth. Yeah. Scrivener and something else. And like, and we're Obsidian talking and Rome, Obsidian and, and Rome search. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I mean, just, just having those types of conversations and stuff, super helpful. I don't know what I with that originally. Did you end up picking one by the way? I went with Ulysses, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to wait till later today in the evening, uh, more, my time kind of thing and then deep dive into it oh cool I was th- yeah i was thinking about doing uh just initially going through so i've been doing the google keep thing for three two-ish years three-ish years now so i'm gonna go through like every single one i'm gonna recategorize it in ulysses and in some fashion or form like which will force me to organize it and like have different categories and like tiers of categories and stuff should be nice. interesting. Yeah, I want to hear how that goes. Ulysses is the one that I um, started using when I tried to write a book about team gelling, and then I quickly decided, like, I don't want to do this right now. That was when I was job on the job hunt, and I was just like, this is not. I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to. Um, but I like the app. I think the app was was great. Um, yeah, was, I mean, I was looking through the features and stuff, the you know reviews and whatnot. It seems like the one. All right. So the original question says, I feel like it's going to take too much time. I think the obvious answer to that is just time box it. Right, you know, well, journal for five minutes a day. 
Yeah, I mean, it, so and, and it also depends, right? So, like, if you can only do it once a week, then only do it once a week and make mm-hmm. that your goal. I mean, keep the, the big thing is consistency, right? Because then you're thinking about it constantly, yeah. at least in a consistent way. But also, you do smaller writing assignments, kind of what I was saying with, like, the Google Keep thing for me. Just, like, write a little note or, like, hey, Siri, blah, blah, blah. You know, make note of yada, yada, yada. And then that's it. And then you just put it away and then you have like a time set on Thursday afternoon to go through that and then write about that. So you already have like an outline or topics to start writing about or flesh out, Mm -hmm. you know, just have some, some sort of system that way. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what I do with, with blog posts, just have a random thought and throw it in. Yeah. Some, you know, my to-do list or something. Yeah. And they, uh, this is a good time to plug atomic habits or tiny habits too. Yeah. You don't want to have a, you don't want to immediately start trying to journal 30 minutes a day. Start with like 30 seconds, you know, just like one minute, something super teeny. Just just start by writing down random thoughts that you're just like, oh, that would be fun to write about. And then just keep like a, you know, a, a collection of those for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when you go, oh, I have nothing to write about, then you already have, you know, random shit <laughs> that you haven't thought about in a while, but thought was interesting at some point. I mean, there might be something still there. And the last thing it says is, or that what I wrote was worth writing down. I don't, I think that that's a flawed question. And I don't think there is anything that's worth or not worth writing down. Yeah, it's one of those, it, it, it like doesn't have a value on its own. Yeah. It, it yeah, matters. It's, it, it matters how you process it or like you, you deal with it, you do it, your motivation behind doing it. Um, and what you do with it afterwards. Like, are you going to revisit it? Are you just doing it just so that you get it out of your head and just forgetting about it? Like, is it part of a bigger process? Mm-hmm. Are you just escaping things? Yeah, this sounds like a, a question from someone who's like focused too much on trying to optimize as much value, like extract as much value as they can out of this journaling thing. And I don't think that's really the point. I mean, it's supposed to be valuable, but I think if you're thinking in terms of like, how do I do it in the highest value way, then... Mm-hmm you're going to miss the you're going to miss the real benefit of it which is just like just let your thoughts pour out and don't worry so much about what they are or how long they are if it's working yeah isn't that like a flaw in just like overthinkers in general it's yeah. like you you just perfectionism overthink, yeah you overthink yourself into immobilization you just like mm-hmm. you're stuck yeah i mean and and to extract value out of something i've i've always i, I don't know i've always devalued reviews from other people, unless it's from people that I trust or that and I trust know my humor type of thing. Like if somebody just wants to tell me, oh, Star Wars is the best ever. I'm just like, okay, cool. Right on, dude. Like I'm not, that, that doesn't affect my view on Star Wars at all kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. You just gotta, you just, you, you get value in retrospect. I get tons of value in retrospect, even if it's just like, all right, I'm going to start this one habit of journaling, one habit of, mm-hmm working out one habit of eating right, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's all in retrospect. Like you just have to kind of trust the process at least for some length of time. All right. This conversation has convinced me that I need to give it another try. And what Ulysses? No journaling. And lucky for me, there's an app called B minder. Have you heard of it? It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it- you know, you know, I actually have a real topic to talk about that isn't one of your shitty pitches for a shitty app that I'm never going to use. <laughs> Let me just, one sentence is that uh, I'm going to set up Beeminder to charge me money if I don't write a certain amount every day or maybe every weekday. 
Well, you know, Ulysses we'll has its own its own reminder system, notification system. Remind this. This not. That's nothing. Reminders. <laughs> you gotta. It's gotta cost me money. It needs money. It needs actual money. I need to risk losing my house, like we talked about. I need to put my very mortgage at stake for me to actually care. Listen, if you want to be accountability accountability buddies, and we're we're waging wagering our like houses and stuff like titles I, i'm down let's do that you'll wager you'll wager your house versus your house and the first person to slip up has to write it over sign it over yeah you're down for something like that that would be awesome <laughs> are we trading houses or you just get both of them no i would get both of them if you slipped up and then if i slipped would up you allow you my kids to live there i mean you would just i would just be the your your landlord you would be renting Oh, okay. So, okay. So you would be making a tidy little profit, but we would keep the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that mean you, you have know, to fix discount. stuff when it breaks? Yeah, yeah. You know, I take the ownership. <laughs> this sounds like a pretty sweet deal for me. I'm not getting the, <laughs> I'm not understanding the catch. I feel like I'm missing something. I mean, th- this is all up front, of course. And then once, once I own your house, it's, it's a different story. You're not allowed to live there. Nancy and the kids are. You're gonna have to live at your mom's across the street. <laughs> <laughs> crap all right yeah deals off i don't like that as much <laughs> no like um, my, but, my garage gym but in all seriousness i'm uh did i tell you about the desk calendar thing that i basically turned into my shame calendar you're like that's stupid you should get charged money if you don't do something well i don't did you tell me i don't remember i, don't know, I think i might have talked about it but yeah it's like a full calendar and i like actually have writings and stuff on it Every day, and it's like everything that I wanted to quit, I'd mark down on the calendar on the day that I did it. It's only like two, not even two weeks in. Like, what's an example of something that you wrote? Like Grubhub, smoking weed. Oh, okay. So when you actually order from Grubhub, you write it down? Yeah, yeah. So I can actually like keep an account. But then I also wanted to track how much I was spending on food. So I also have like, you know, my grocery order as well. So I can like add it all together. Um, I mean, I could also just go through my credit card charges, but. This is better. Every time I look down, I'm just like, "Holy fuck!" So yeah, I, uh, I've, I, I'm switching. I'm switching back to trifecta. I'm going. I'm going to eat paleo and just do that. Oh, trifecta is your chicken, rice, and broccoli. You mean? What's trifecta? Uh, no, the the brand. It's the it's the pre made meals to oh, to your home. What yeah, yeah. trifecta? It's just one of them. There's like uh, hello. Is it hello fresh or freshly? Is but like, one, and are these like, ingredients or are these the actual meals? It, it's it's made. It's like pre-made, and then they like uh, not not Ziploc. What the fuck is it called? Uh, where they like vacuum seal? That's what pa- it is. Yeah, vacuum yeah. seal it, mm-hmm. and then you just like cut it open and dump it into Pyrex and heat it up in the oven or microwave if you have a microwave. And you've done this before. Yeah, I did it when I wanted to go when I was trying to like eat less meat. And I was going vegan, like I was trying to like have vegan meals mixed in, like forcing myself to eat anything besides just like hamburgers and shit. Uh, and like the meal, the vegan meals were not good. So then I tried vegetarian uh, and they were not good. And then I tried to add breakfast to it. And then they gave me just a bunch of oatmeal. And it's like, it comes out to like $12 per oatmeal. <laughs> so like, it's just like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And then I... And then, like, I had another week coming, and I missed, like, the cutoff, so I had a week coming anyway, or a week's worth of orders coming anyway, because it's per week that you have to pay and do the orders and all that. Um, So I I switched it to paleo, and then I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. 
I should have done this the whole fucking time. And then I stopped doing it for a long time and then like got into a bad cycle. So now I'm trying to break the habits. Is it so? Okay. So like paleo seven meals of lunch. Oh, dude, are you really going to price it out right now? It's like three twenty a week. Oh, are you doing meals. breakfast, lunch, and dinner? No, I'm doing lunch, dinner, and third entree. Okay, three twenty a week, dude. That it's such a massive food bill, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of money. But like, think of how much time you'd save, and also, well, I, I need to reset. Like, I just have to. Like, I'm I'm back up to like three seventeen. I'm like, yeah, left to my own devices. It's just I'm not I'm not doing it well. Yeah, like this is what I always tell Nancy. If if it's the thing that will work for you and like help you to feel better about it, then it's totally worth. Like, there's nothing that's more worth money than being healthy, you know. Well, and it changes my baseline. So now, now my goal is to start cooking meals, right? So now, now yeah. if I do one meal a day myself and like one healthy meal, then I just have to replace one of those, and then it it's like less money, and then less money, and then less money, and then eventually I'm doing everything myself. But that it for me to get there like kind of what we were talking about with um eric about just stopping altogether or whatever like for your right. habits yeah like th- this is one of those things where i'd have to do it incrementally otherwise i'd just be like I'm, i don't want to fucking cook it every day and shop every few days fuck all this you know and just right back on the wagon of fucking grow hub <laughs> fuck this <laughs> so you know like this is at least this is a new baseline where it's still as convenient i don't have to cook anything i just have to reheat food essentially and move stuff from a freezer to a refrigerator so, all right so we're at an hour and this is episode 98 is this the next last episode or what are we doing here yeah 99 is the last episode right we're still we're still doing that have you talked so, to adam at all i thought no. you said you were talking to him well, I did. I talked to him, like, you know, but not about the podcast. I'm trying to weasel my way said. in. Well, you better figure it out. Man. He was telling You're me about his a people person, projects right? and stuff. Well, but Adam's evasive, man. He's He's got stage fright or something. I don't know what's going on. I thought you were experienced at your job. My job of getting people to go on podcasts that they don't want to? Of being a people person. How, are you, how do you manage developers if you came and talked to them? I threaten them with their livelihood. Then threaten Adam managed... with his livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> how, how how can i control his livelihood who's his manager maybe i can get in with that person probably toby oh we should yeah still I have... have toby on we should get toby on that would be cool toby be good yeah toby on this friday also uh, wait is is this eric's friday who cares uh, yeah. it's this not is eric's be. friday should we get eric yeah, and the last one no fuck eric <laughs> eric's had enough done with him i also really want to get evan on man because um he's evan a, lovely no, not Evan Love would be great too, but uh, no, Evan that I work with, he's a power lifter and is just like has fascinating, you know, experience and stories and stuff about lifting in general. I think he'd what be about, a great guest. What about Aaron Bieber? We should get him on. Ask him about his cousin. <laughs> his cousin. I think his tagline on like Twitter or something just says no relation. I'm sure he gets that all the time. Yeah, I'm still calling him his cousin. Sorry, not sorry. His picture somewhere is himself next to a big cutout of Justin Bieber. Of course it is. Um, all right, so this is the last episode, though. Second to last episode. No, I last mean, the next one, the one that we're talking about, is going to be the last yeah. one. Yeah, sans Eric, and we're going to have a different guest.
You can't cut out Eric from the last. He'll cry himself to sleep. You know how much he cares about what people give a think shit. of him. Shit. <laughs> he's you know such what? a teddy bear. If he did, if he did cry himself to sleep, I would hope he would record it to try and like make me feel guilty so that I could just laugh about it and just like <laughs> oh, every every time before I go to bed, just like mm, and then yes, just bathe me in your tears. Yep. All right, we'll figure it out. All right, later, skater. Well, you know how you get a hold of me as long as I, I do. don't block you. <laughs> okay, deal. Bye-bye. Bye.